You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So the third chapter of the Masechet deals with how we bring the first fruits. So we've jumped away from the analysis and now we're back into the process. And presently we'll go back into the recital of the of the of the vidui, the confession of the Bikurim. But we're going to start right at the beginning. Ketzad Mafrishin Habikurin. How do you set aside the first fruits? Sadehu, this person goes down into his field, Shebikra, a fig that's that's ripened, Eshkol, Shebiker, a, a cluster of grapes that ripen, Rimon, Shebiker, Kosh. And in other words, these are all fruits that are ready to go. Kosher, Koshro, Begemi, he ties a rope around it. Ve Omer, Hare, Elu, Bikurim. So he designates it with a with a marker, and with a with a word, with a statement, and at that point it's designated bikurim. It's very interesting. So we can designate as bikurim even before we carry out the harvest. It's a pure designation. And Rabbi Shimon was actually going to come by and, and object. He says, He says, "Look, okay, you've got to redesignate them as bikurim." I don't. Think think the halacha goes according to Rabbi Shimon. But so that's a designation. And then we can pick them later. And the Mishnah asks, okay, how do we bring them up? And here the story really begins. All the cities of the Ma'amad would assemble. They'd all assemble in the city of the Mahmad, Velanin Birchovot Shel Ir, and they'd spent they'd sleep in the in the street of the town. They wouldn't go into the houses because they're they're anxious about picking up uh, they're anxious about Tuma and Tahara. What if somebody should die in that house? God forbid, but you know, probably more frequent in those days than in, in these days. You know, you've got these people packed into houses sleeping inside. If there should if somebody should die in one of those houses, everybody in the house acquires to one and they can't go up to Jerusalem. So they're all gonna sleep outside. And then early in the morning, Villa Mashkim. Haya, the, the officer, Ha-Muneh, the person that's kind of in charge of the Ma'amad, says, Omer, and now he's going to quote a verse from Jeremiah, Kumu vin el beit Hashem al-Hainu. And it, this is an extraordinary prophecy from J- Jeremiah. We, 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 and I brought you the prophecy on the spreadsheet. It's a prophecy of renewal from Jeremiah. People are going to plant again, they're going to harvest, and then they're going to go up to Jerusalem. It's just as if it's written for Bikurim. And the question arises, well, what is this Ma'amad? What are the cities of the Ma'amad that assemble in, in, in the city of the Ma'amad? And in order to understand the Ma'amad, we need to jump forward to the Mishnah in Tanit. It's actually in the fourth chapter of Tanit. And the Mishnah expl- it quotes a Pasuk from 
Bamidbar from the Parsha of of um, Pinchas. And it says, um, well, it begins to say, the Eluha Ma'amadot. These are the Ma'amadot. So, I'm, I'm, in other words, I'm going to explain to you what the Ma'amadot are. Eilu Shinemar, and now we're going to quote the verse from Pinchas. Tzavet Pnei Yisrael, command the people of Israel, Korbani Lachmi Le'ishai, at the, um, at Korbani, at, at Korbani Lachmi Le'ishai, the, the, um, Offering of food, which is presented to me by fire, reach nichochi, a sweet savor to me, tishmeru b'moado. You shall tishmeru li b'moado. You shall guard the sacrifice in its season. And the Mishnah asks, well, how can a person's offering be, if you like, guarded or sacred? Be be how how can you bring an offering when it says you have to guard the offering? How can it be that offered when he's not standing there next to it? And the Mishnah explains that the early prophets ordained 24 um, watches, Mishmar, 24 watches of Kohanim. So these 24 watches would take turns to go up to Jerusalem to perform the temple service. And for each and every Mishmar, there was also a Ma'amad. And the Ma'amad were people of, um, was everybody. Um, the Ma'amar was everybody who would um, assemble in Jerusalem. It would be composed of Kohanim and Levim and Yisraelim. And the Ma'amad of Jerusalem would go with the Kohanim to perform the sacrifice, would go with the Kohanim which were performing the sacrifices. So when the time arrived for a Mishmar, for a priestly watch to ascend, the, the Levi'im and the Kohanim would go to Jerusalem. I guess some of the Yisraelim would go too, but the others would gather in their towns and they'd read from Masebreshi. They'd read from the creation. So these are the, the this is the Mahmud. It's the group of people who gather together to read, to study, to study Masebreshit during the time when their Kohanim are going up to Jerusalem to perform the temple sacrifice. And then this Mishnah is saying, look, this Mahmud, the the cities of the Mahmud get together to bring the Bikurim. So someone doesn't bring Bikurim by himself. They bring it in an enormous group assembled by the Mahmud. So they assemble in the main city, their Mahmud, and then they go up. And they go up in a procession. That's the third Mishnah in the chapter. So those who live near would bring um, fresh figs and grapes. They bring dried figs and raisins. We know we've learned a lot about dried figs and cakes of dried figs. And there's an ox going in front of them. And it's very interesting. His horns bedecked with gold, with an olive crown on his head. This feels much more like a Roman or a Greek sacrifice than a Jewish sacrifice. It's a, it feels a bit Hellenistic, this. The ox is actually going to be an offering as well. So the ox is going to go up and it's going to be decorated like this. This is the only example of a decorated animal we ever see in the, uh, in the temple. 
והחליל מכה לפניהם, and the flutes in front of them, עד שמגיעים קרוב לירושלים, and the flutes playing in front of them until they get close to Jerusalem. So they're going up in this enormous procession with everybody from the town, from the towns around, with the ox in front of them. And then he they drew, draw, they drew close to Jerusalem. They send messages in advance so people know they're coming. At this point, they start decorating the Bikurim. So they don't decorate the Bikurim when they set off from their houses, but they decorate them once they get close. And um, we're going to learn later in the Mishnah exactly how they, how they de- we'll, we'll find in the next few Mishnah exactly how they decorate them. And everyone comes out to meet them. All the honored people of Jerusalem come out to meet them. Well, when I say all the honored people, so according to the status of people who arrive, they go out. It's very interesting. It's socially, this is not purely, if you like, democratic. It depends on who is coming. The, the people that go out to greet them depend on the status of the people that are coming in. And then um, all the artisans stand up. All the artisans, all the artisans of Jerusalem stand up. In front of them as they come as they come in, for shoalim bishlomam, and they sort of greet them. They ask for their peace. They greet them. People of such and such a place, batem um, shalom. You have come in peace. So that's the process of bringing uh, bringing the bikkurim. It's with a procession. It's with a with music. It's with an animal that's decorated with gold. Uh, it's in a crowd. It's, um, you know, there are 24 of these Mamadot, right? So this is basically one, one twenty-fourth of the people of Israel all coming together. And it's a fantastic, it must have been a fantastic sight. It must have been an awesome sight. Uh, but anyway, that is, an, that's the picture of the ring of the Bikurim, which the Mishnah begins to present and then tomorrow we will learn a little bit more about exactly what they did and how they decorated the baskets and what they did when they you know when they got into the temple thank you for listening to this edition of the daily mishnah podcast with benedict